Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kenny, how are you feeling? Good. Good. Be ready to go by Sunday. Were you worried at all that it was going to be worse than what it was? Uh, a little bit from what the doctors were saying uh, they were worried about, but got got lucky that it was what it was. Pushing to go Sunday. Do you have any limitations at all? Um, no, I think by Sunday I'll be good. Hey! Depending on how you feel about Pickett, maybe that's good news, maybe that's not. But I'm happy that he's back. I'm happy that he's fine. I'm happy that it's not a serious injury, and I'm happy that he gets to continue to play. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is the Fan Early Morning Show. It's the Wake Up Show. The Wake Up Show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. You can apply online at 84lumber.com. So a good bit to talk about today. Let's start, though, with this because I saw Crowley text uh, or tweet excuse me, or post on X, however you call that, still uh, yesterday. I saw him post yesterday about that alert that went off. Um, and Crowley, not the only one affected by it. I thought it was just me. Like, I uh, was dozing off to sleep in the recliner in the living room watching television, and I wake up, and first I think that alarm bells are going off in my house. And I'm like, oh, okay, is this the end? Okay, is, is what's what's going on here? Why is... Why is this happening? What what alerts going off? What what caught on fire? What you know? What technology malfunction? What do I need to fix? You know, and then I look down and my phone's sitting on my chest, and I'm like, ah, okay, it's just my phone. There's a there's a giant national emergency test, and so I saw Crowley post that out, and I was I was relieved. I'm like, okay, great. It's not just me. Um, you know, somebody else was taking a nap too, and well, we work similar shifts three days a week. Right, we work the same shift actually, the exact same shift, three days a week. So, um, napping at the same time is pretty common for us. So, okay, all right. Crowley got woken up too, and I found out this morning the door and same thing. He was just about to doze off, and that went off. But it went to an even more extreme level too, which was hilarious. That D'Amico Ryan's Texans head coach was doing a press conference yesterday, and every reporter's phone was going off. His phone. <laughs> was going off at the podium and I don't know if I just missed it the national news headlines that like a national emergency alert test was going to be conducted yesterday morning I didn't have a clue Crowley didn't have a clue Doran forgot so like you know are we just oblivious people or like was this was this a whole report uh, I'm not sure but it's funny I mean it's funny how you know first I'm thinking okay maybe it's just me I screwed up that you know there's just an alert that's going out it's not that serious um, I got spooked by this, and so then to learn that other people as well were a little shocked and surprised, that was uh, that was good to know. All right, but enough about the silly stories. Let's get down to business, and you can call 412-928-9370. 
You can also hit me up on X at Callus underscore three three. That's C A L L A S underscore three three. And again, call four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero because there's some uh, there's some topics of discussion today based on news that we got yesterday regarding two quarterbacks in Pittsburgh or two quarterback situations, I'll say. So the big debate was, okay, is Mitch Trubisky going to be able to turn this season around if Kenny Pickett has to go on injured reserve? And we found out yesterday that that doesn't seem to be the case. Kenny Pickett spoke publicly, and you you heard the comments when I played them at first uh, to start the show, that Pickett says he's fine. Uh, the doctors looked at him, said he's fine, and said that he's fortunate that it wasn't something worse and that he's in the position that he's in, which is that he's healthy and he's stable with his knee and that he can go out there and play football still and he doesn't have to spend any time on injured reserves. So that's a good start, and that's good news. Uh, now, maybe you were hope- maybe you were hoping that like a little change, maybe Trubisky was going to come save the day, and I mentioned it briefly yesterday before I ended the show that um, – that I didn't subscribe to pulling out on Kenny Pickett so much yet. And I never really like to engage in those talks about, you know, like who would play better? Would it be, you know, Trubisky or Rudolph or, you know, Trubisky, what if he saves the season? Because I don't think Trubisky's that good enough uh, based on what he's proven already in seasons past to turn the season around and play well. Now, maybe, you know, you subscribe to that too, the, the idea that he has nothing to lose. So, he would just ball out to better his status as an NFL quarterback, which is a fair assessment. But I, I, I think it's the best for Kenny Pickett to continue to play and not have to miss any time. Though you might disagree, but that's just me. Either way, though, it seems he's playing on Sunday, and that's the those are the facts. And you know, now we we get to have conversations based on that information that he is healthy and he's ready to play on Sunday. Then you got pitch quarterback situation. Phil Jerkovic was the guy through the first few weeks of the season. Now Pitt's on their bye week, so Pitt's not going to play this weekend. Their next game is October the 14th against Louisville at home, and Christian Veyer has been promoted to the starter, and Phil Dracovic is now number two for that game. So uh, that's important news, and that's kind of settled on Pitt because we're all raging about the Steelers, and we know Pitt's got a bye week. So haven't been too many conversations about Pitt because the, the – the football team, what they're doing right now, it's it's out there, right? It's it's not it's not a great performance by all the players. It seems less lively than it has in recent years past. And I mean, when you go for the ACC championship and you're making bowl games two consecutive years, a, a one and four start is not pleasant. And we you know we know that and we can see that with our eyes. And it's just there are a lot of things not going great with them right now. And maybe a change of quarterback uh, could. You know, change the flavor a little bit, change the feel. We'll see how Christian Veyer does with the opportunity to start. I mean, Phil Dracovic just came in there, and it it, it was just wasn't a good vibe all throughout. And uh, you know, I mean, I'm, he made one comment that was not great, on um, you know, yelling at the fans or, or criticizing fans for booing, um, you know, which wasn't a great look. And then just some of the way he looked out there when he was playing, like he just didn't have the passion. He didn't have he didn't have a good look to him. And it just looked, it looked like it looked like the life was gone out of him. Like there wasn't any. Doesn't look passionate. Didn't look lively. Didn't look excited. Didn't look motivated. It was just like he was going through the motions and then throwing passes right to the defenders. So, you know, not great. Um, definitely want to see a little more energy out of a guy. And I think that's why a lot of people were calling for him to get benched as well. Not necessarily explicitly for his comments, but you know, just the way he's been performing. 
um, it wasn't good enough. But now we don't have to have that conversation anymore because uh, the the pit staff, pit coaching staff, finally elected to uh, put Jakovic on the bench and have and have Veyer get an opportunity to start. So we'll see how that goes. We still got to wait a little while, about a week and a half, until that game gets played again. Pitt's next uh, football game is October the fourteenth. So. Um, next Saturday against Louisville, and that'll be at home. So, I mean, if you want to go out and see Vayer yourself, I guess you can because it's going to be right here at Acroshore Stadium. All right, I got some callers on the line at 412-928-9370. We'll start with this person. Good morning. Introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Melvin in Indiana. Hello, Melvin, Indiana, like PA? Yes. Okay, what do you want to talk about? I just wanted to let you know that that uh, alert was – a national alert. It was well advertised. You probably just didn't hear it, but yeah. uh, the weird thing about <laughs> it was it was also scheduled to do the same thing on the same day in Russia. Not sure who scheduled theirs first, but that's a little weird, isn't it? Uh, perhaps, and thank you for the call, Melvin. I appreciate it. Yeah, I am not denying at all, though, that I may have missed the national headlines that there was going to be an alert. Like, maybe turn your phones off if you don't want to hear it. Um, I also know that there are settings in your phone where you can turn off um, alerts like those emergency alert service or emergency alert system um, notifications. So why I didn't choose to do either of those uh, is my fault. Yeah, I'm not denying at all that I I am I was uh, oblivious and ignorant to the fact that there would be an alert at that time. Uh, but you know when you work when you work four to to eleven a.m. I mean sometimes you miss big news because. You know, you're usually taking a nap midday. So, and and you know, I work a couple jobs as well. So, if I'm not here, I'm at that other job, and so I'm not really in front of um, news or television or you know the internet because I'm usually always working. So, uh, my ignorance there, my bad. Yeah, I'm definitely not denying that it it couldn't have been a national headline. I just definitely missed it, and apparently, um, my coworker here, Crowley, has uh, experienced the same thing because he he. Uh, posted about it on socials, so for sure. But yeah, no, I mean that's uh, it's all very interesting. All right, back to sports though. So we got two quarterback situations, and um, and, and two quarterback updates. If you want to call in and express how you feel about either quarterback change or non-change, I guess with the Steelers, uh, confirmation that the starter will be healthy, you can call four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Now I'm seeing uh, so much talk to about where the Steelers' standards are as an organization. And uh, Donnie Football on Twitter uh, put out there as well, producer of the PM team, put out, you know, would you rather have consistent mid-seasons, like consistent 9-8 and eight seasons, non-losing seasons, but never win a championship, or have a losing season four out of five seasons, but the fifth of those – is a championship. Now, I know why he put that out there because the Steelers are option A. They are the consistently mediocre team and uh, they haven't won a championship in forever and haven't really legitimately competed for one in, let's say, what, six or seven years now? So when I look at that question... Personally, I take the losing seasons with a championship because you want to fight for a championship. You want to be a legitimate contender as often as you possibly can. Whether that means losing needs to happen to stock up on resources 
to get there, fine by me. Now, I've had many of you call in and tell me it's not the Steelers' way, you know. The Steelers' way is always winning and grit and and you know winning 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 and you know, the Steelers used to be feared. Grr, and I, and I hear that I hear that and I think that that kind of glorifies and embellishes how sports are. The Steelers did plenty of losing in their time. Like Mike Tomlin is legitimately unique in that he hasn't had a losing season yet as head coach of the Steelers, which that is impressive to an extent. And the standard is the standard of okay, we're going to we're going to play these seasons to limp into the playoffs or to barely make it into the playoffs only to lose in the first round. Like that's a standard that seems to be what it's been over these last few seasons. But then again, I have you guys calling in, and I'm like, okay, well, what if they had losing seasons? What if they what if they built up on stock? What if they got better picks? What if they traded for more picks in the first round, or or, or something like that? Like the 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 stars aligned, all these things came together so that they had a, a many good picks to stock up for you know to, to add resources in the future. But Steeler fans can't have it both ways. It can't be okay. The Steelers never lose, but you know, the Steelers aren't aren't good enough as they are now. They're not good enough to win a championship. Those two things in modern sports, they can't exist together. You can't have mediocrity while still stocking up on young talent. It's just it's it's not likely that that works. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's not a good formula for success. So for those of you out there that that you know called me before, you think this way, like the Steelers should not tank. Maybe they should. And I don't want to hear that that's the Steelers' way because that's the, the Steelers' way has not worked recently. Mike Tomlin's exclusive defensive strategies have not won them football games enough recently to be Super Bowl contenders. And so I say, now again, I, and I changed my stance, and I understand sometimes I go f- flip-floppy on this. Because then they added resources. Like the Steelers on paper coming into this year, they had a lot of upside. Isaac Sayamalu on the line. The Herbig brothers being brought in. Cole Holcomb was an interesting choice. Jalen Warren, undrafted, comes in and plays well. So, you know, there are all of these resources that come in. And I know Jalen Warren played last year. But, you know, there are a lot of resources that they found out that they had and then acquired that made them seem like a formidable opponent. And so I I bought in for a second. I said, you know what? Okay, fine. They brought in a lot of players. They offloaded some some problems, and they brought in a lot of good players. So on paper, they seem like a good team. And so I said, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe these fans are right. Maybe the Steelers don't need to lose to be a good football team. And now we're kind of finding out that maybe that's not true either. Maybe you can't just bring a bunch of free agents in together and expect them all to gel right away. Like, say Amalu has been the best lineman for the Steelers, but comparing him to the Steelers who aren't playing well on, on offense – 
isn't a fair comparison to maybe, you know, the rest of the league. If you compare him to the rest of the league and the advanced stats and the numbers that he had, he's not playing bad, but he's not necessarily playing good either. So that's really what I think about now. And understanding that, I mean, my opinion is I would rather have the four losing seasons in a championship because you get the high. You're working toward the high. You're working toward being the ultimate winner for the season, which is to win the Super Bowl. The mediocrity and the and the barely making it into the playoffs and then losing to the first seed. Like, I'm tired of losing to first seeds. I'm tired of losing in the first round in general as well. It's not doing anything for the team. So, for those of you that subscribe to the idea that, you know, the Steelers' way is never losing, I don't know where you're coming from, necessarily. Because you can't have it both ways. You can't always be winning and always be striving for for winning, but like not you can't always be striving for a winning season and just to not lose while also competing for a championship. That just it's rare that that works because if you're always being mediocre, you're not getting the best picture, you're not getting the best resources. You know, and finishing in the middle, like nobody pays attention to the teams in the middle. Teams that are really good bear a lot of interest, and teams that are really bad bear a lot of interest. The Steelers have been in the middle for a long time. And somebody called yesterday, and I don't know if they made it on the air or not, but somebody called me yesterday and said that, you know, maybe the Roonies are getting upset and maybe ownership's getting upset because uh, fans just don't care anymore. Now, I know many of you call and they care, but like – you know, many of you call and you care, and I know that, but like, there might be just like the generic part of the fan base, or you know, even us to an extent. When we say you know, we don't care, it's like maybe we don't care about what happens because we understand what's going to happen. We understand what the standard's been. We understand what the result's going to be: nine and eight, go into the first round and lose. And we want more than that. So I'm not sitting out here and saying that you as fans don't necessarily care, you know, that you guys calling in that your your opinion doesn't matter. That's not what I mean. I mean that fans are are continue are, are starting to not care about what Tomlin says. Players in the locker room may start not caring what Tomlin says, and if the and if the fans don't care and the team loses faith, then you got problems and you might start to see change. And I think that's why Tomlin was a little bit timid as well during that press conference because somebody must have talked to him and and told him something that, that got him a little spooked. All right, with that little rant, uh, 412-928-9370 is the phone number. I'll take a couple calls uh, before I take a break here. Uh, let's start with this caller. Good morning. Introduce yourself. Hey, Dave Donna Crafton. All right, Dave, what's on your mind? Hey, I just... The turning point for me is whenever uh, for Tom was whenever Blake Bortles went up twenty-one nothing in the first playoff game. After yep. that, I was done. I, I, and they didn't even have their head coach. I mean, they just that that game is a turning point for me for Tomlin. I mean, that that was terrible. And he, and he had a Hall of Fame quarterback, and you get torn up by Blake Bortles. I mean, come on, seriously. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Dave. Thanks. Um, yeah, I think that. 
Because remember, too, now that that deserves a little more context to that game. I mean, remember uh, the game when the Steelers played the Patriots and uh, Jesse James went into the end zone, but um, the ground caused the incomplete pass when that was a rule, and then Tomlin decided not to kick a field goal to tie the game. Um, he tried to go for it you know, with seconds remaining, and uh, Roethlisberger threw an interception. So... Um, the Steelers were like itching to play the Patriots so bad. And I think that they forgot that they had to go through Jacksonville in their first game in the playoffs and didn't win. And then it spiraled out of control from there. But, um, you should focus on your next opponent, but I think that's why the Steelers weren't so prepared for Jacksonville because they were so ready to play the Patriots and, and the team knew that it was talented and, um, it just forgot the, the Steelers just forgot that, um, that they had a, a team to play in the divisional round before making it to the AFC Championship. All right, one more caller before I take a break. 412-928-9370. Good morning. What's your name? Hey, it's Anthony, brother. Hi, what's up? You know, look, I, I can hear everybody talking about let's have a losing season. Look, I, I've followed, been following the Steelers since the early 60s, okay? Yeah. You don't want losing seasons. Uh, I want to be like the Patriots and the Cowboys. The Cowboys had 24 years, straight years, of not a non-losing season, and so did the Patriots 20. That's that's more fun, and I like not losing. But I also uh-huh. like innovation. Yeah. And I don't – you know, when I thought when they brought Flores in, there was going to be some changes as far as innovation because that was a, a rare move to bring someone like a Flores in. Right. And – you should have done that on offense. And, you know, because you could have an old school coach. Look what Dan Campbell did. Mm-hmm. He, he uh, Anthony Lynn was stalling his team. He, he demotes Anthony Lynn in the middle of the season, and he hires that Ben Johnson guy. We promotes that Ben Johnson guy. And look what he's done for golf in that offense. Indeed. So that's so that's what I want Tomlin to do. Because don't, don't, don't live off your laurels. Get, but the, the league is changing, and, and you should say, I want one of those Shanahan or Kubiak types because every time I see one of them, their team puts 30 on me. Get me one of those. That's what we want from Tomlin. Anthony, I appreciate the call. Thank you. And I'm not – in a vacuum, I'm not asking the Steelers to have losing seasons. Right? Like, in a vacuum. Like, in, in, in a neutral vision, I'm not asking for the Steelers to have losing seasons. But if you're finishing a consistent 9-8 and eight, and you're not winning past the first round of the playoffs, if you even make it at all, then, then there's there needs to be some sort of change, whether that's a coaching philosophy change or whether that's a player personnel change to just you know break it all down and restart. I trust that the Steelers wouldn't break it down and restart you know as, as many times as the baseball team has had to you know, over the years, and that's frustrated fans, and I know that. But, like, you know, if if what's happening in front of you isn't working at a consistent rate, then you've got to make changes or maybe break it down and start over from scratch. So I'm not asking, like, I don't want them to lose or have losing seasons, but if a losing season would net a championship eventually, then great. Now, maybe you blame the coaching staff more, and that's fine, Maybe it all just needs to go down and come back up and be built back up from the coaching staff to the roster. But yeah, I, I don't want them to lose in a in a vacuum. I don't want them to lose generically. But based on the circumstances that have now been paved 
over these last few years where they haven't won past the first round. I'm not even saying Super Bowls right now either. Like, get past the first round. Have a team good enough to get into the playoffs, not play a first seed maybe, and get and get in further to the playoffs or get further through the playoffs. Um, so that's kind of my point there, Anthony, but your, your sentiments are still taken. I don't necessarily want them to lose, but if they're not winning anything significant and it's been almost 10 years since that's happened – then, uh, then maybe make some make some changes, and maybe losing would help um, you acquire the resources you need and 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 fix up the coaching staff as you need to make that happen. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. This is the Fan Early Morning Show. I'll take some more calls uh, when I come back, but I got to get to a break right now. This is the Fan Early Morning Show, and it's Sports Radio ninety three seven The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. September was truck month at Sun Chevy, but you can still check out their half-ton and three-quarter-ton Silverados. And you can also shop online at sunchevy.com. Today's going to be uh, one of the last days for a while. You're going to get highs in the 80s. Highs 81, low 58 today. Then tomorrow, temperature high drops to 70, low 59, 60% chance of rain. And then uh, over the weekend, high is not expected to go over 60. That's fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. I want to take a couple calls in these last couple minutes that I have. We'll start with Roland in Castle Shannon. Good morning, Roland. Go ahead and make it brief for me, okay? I'll make it as brief as I can. All right. I've had the pleasure of knowing Dan Rooney, who led the Steelers to six Super Bowls. I've also met Art Rooney and worked on the construction of Heinz Field at the time. We were one of the associate construction managers. Okay. I do not know Tomlin. But but I in my inner circle, people I trust, they know Tomlin. I'm not mad at Tomlin. Tomlin, the first step in any recovery is admit you have a problem. He was a babbling idiot when he said that they were unable to do a, a, a running play because not having Firemuth, who can't block, and not having Dan Moore, who's mediocre on his best day. That is a guy making excuses when the heat's getting turned up. Absolutely, Roland. Thank you for the call. I'm sorry I got to get to a break, but yeah, no, I maybe you're not mad at Tomlin, um, but he is frustrating, and I think that's the point you're getting to, and I certainly agree with that. But yeah, I got to get moving. I'm sorry, um, Tomlin. I mean, it's it's hard to get mad at Tomlin, and in some regards, because you know that he brings the winning to the Steelers. But this season, he's been starting to make excuses, and I hear that. And yesterday, or Tuesday, I mean, I'm sorry. Tuesday, when he talked at his press conference, he seemed uneasy. And, you know, he started out being a little arrogant. Mojo's not real, blah, blah, blah. And then he, uh, you know, and, and then he's just making excuses and being real fragile and timid, you know, about his answers and about his um, his outward appearance. And um I guess we'll see, but I mean, are real changes starting to happen from ownership, perhaps? And Doug Whaley spoke yesterday and said that if the return on investment isn't there, um, ownership's going to start to come in and make the changes necessary to get that return on investment back for sure. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.